it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August, not August, October 1st. My God, we're on the back half or the last quarter of this year. This is your SmackDown study for October 1st, 2021. Also, night one of the WWE draft. We had ourselves... Four rounds of draft picks. We'll have even more on Monday Night Raw. We had some movement. Uh, we had some uh, picks from NXT. Um, some of w- some of which I honestly didn't expect to happen, but we'll see how this goes. But we'll jump right into the show because this was another good. SmackDown. Obviously, the draft makes it a, a special show, um, and I'm excited to do this SmackDown study as well as the Raw review come Monday night, because um, I'm always a big fan of this stuff. It's always been one of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. So, the uh, <laughs> the one thing that kind of struck me as odd with this night was that regardless of the draft picks uh, that happened on SmackDown and on Raw on Monday, they're not going to take effect until after Crown Jewel. So, (laughs) and Crown Jewel is not until the middle of October, actually the end of October. Um, It is, if I remember correctly... October 21st. So we got three weeks of wrestling that kind of doesn't matter, I guess, because we're not going to be moving on to whatever stories we're doing until after Crown Jewel. So. It's kind of that weird, awkward period. I, I was kind of surprised that why they wouldn't do a draft, like maybe say the 22nd and the 25th of October after Crown Jewel. So you could just start off fresh right after that big show and kind of just go from there. But that's not how they did it. So it is what it is. 
we'll get right into our first round picks. So, each, uh, unlike previous years, both Raw and SmackDown only got two draft picks per round. Normally, Raw had been getting three because of the three-hour show, and SmackDown only been getting two. This year, they decided to change things and just give them two apiece. So, first round pick for SmackDown was clearly the Universal Champion himself, the head of the table. Your tribal chief and mine, Roman Reigns. Raw's first pick, WWE Champion, Big E. SmackDown then took Raw's Women's Champion, Charlotte. And Raw countered by taking Bianca Belair. So, it's very interesting that Becky wasn't chosen. But we found out that she's part of the second pool of talent so she'll be she'll have her fate decided on monday uh but it would not surprise me if she was drafted to raw um that's just just my thought of it normally what they like to do is they'll have champions switch sides and i I, part of me kind of wonders if they're going to do the whole switch like they did last year with uh The New Day and the Street Profits, how they kind of just gave each other the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I wonder if they'll do the same thing with the women this year. It'd be, I think that would be an interesting segment between Charlotte and Becky. Um, so part of me kind of hopes that that's what's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, we then had the Tribal Chief, uh, Roman Reigns himself, with Paul Heyman come down to the ring. And Roman started talking about Crown Jewel and how, you know, he's going to continue to reign supreme, et cetera, et cetera. And then Brock Lesnar shows up. Now, honestly, I didn't expect it. Uh, I know Brock's normally saved for big events, and he was not televised to be here tonight. And he shows up, and it's funny, just watching, and this is a testament to how good Roman is and what he's become. You can tell, like, when he, when when Brock was coming down to the ring, doing his circling of the ring like he does, Roman just staring at him. But for a split second, you could see fear in Roman's eyes, and that it was like he'd steal himself and be ready, you know, be back to his menacing, you know, glare that he has. But for that split second, you could see that fear that, oh, shit, Brock's here. This is not going to be good. And, well, (laughs) Brock gets in the ring. They get face-to-face. And then Roman does something which I immediately, when I saw it, was like, oh, this is not a good idea. He attacked Brock. Um, He did get Brock down to a knee, but unfortunately, well, as far as that went, Brock uh, does a, <laughs> a standing switch and brings Roman to Suplex City. Um, the place exploded, and I could like the volume on the TV was just like, Whoa, what's going on? Yeah, it was insane. Um, the Usos then quickly came down to the ring to help out um, Roman, 
and Brock levels both of them with F5s, and yeah. Uh, they've done such a good job hyping this up. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this match. Um, I know that neither Sam nor myself will be able to live tweet this because it will be happening when we're both working our main jobs. So um, we'll just cover it, you know, when we talk about uh, our weekly stuff, or um, I'll just post about it after I'm finished watching the show itself. Um, but that's then. This is now. Uh, we'll get back to SmackDown itself. We had our first in-ring action as it was uh, Kevin Owens taking on Happy Corbin with uh, Riddick Moss, who now goes by Mad Cap Moss. For the life of me... <laughs> I don't know why they choose the names that they do, but it is what it is. Um, but the funny thing is, Corbin wins effectively clean, dropping KO with and then end of days, not only on the outside of the ring, but on the inside as well. Michael Cole effectively renamed it Happy Days, and I swear to God. If they eliminate the name End of Days, which is a perfect name for a finisher, by the way, if they rename it to Happy Days, <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. They've already taken away his theme song, like even the pre King of the Ring one. It's just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, But speaking of, and I'm very, very happy to talk about this next segment. The King of the Ring tournament is coming back. And they've also announced the Queen's Crown. The tournaments themselves will be starting next week on SmackDown and continuing on to Raw. I'm very excited for it. (laughs) The one hiccup is that next week there will not be a SmackDown study on our normal night. We will also not be live tweeting SmackDown because there were some previously planned uh, <laughs> previously planned uh, arrangements. Uh, so I will be missing the show, and that's all good and fine. Uh, I'll still watch it, and I'll probably do a SmackDown study probably later on in the weekend or even release it Monday morning. Uh, so I will still have my thoughts so you guys can still listen to it, um, but I will not be live. And, you know, that's okay. <laughs> However, now that the King of the Ring tournament is returning, it is now time for Xavier Woods to shine. This man has been talking about this tournament forever, and now he has a chance. The man just better be in it. I swear to God, if they don't have him in this tournament, there's going to be a problem. Um, We then went to our second round of draft picks. Um, SmackDown, shocking. Uh, They take Drew McIntyre from Raw. Raw then counters back by taking RK Bro, so Randy Orton and Matt Riddle will stay on Raw. SmackDown then takes Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, the New Day, moving them over to SmackDown, which uh, once again separates the New Day. 
insert sad face here. And then Raw takes from SmackDown the rated R superstar Edge. So, and I believe I saw a note somewhere that this is the first time that Edge has been in a draft since 2010. <laughs> Obviously, it makes sense, but it's crazy that it's been so long. But he'll be moving over to Raw. Now he'll be on the same show as Randy again. Makes you wonder if they're going to bring that feud back up, but we'll see. So after that, Edge gets in the ring with uh, to have his confrontation with Seth. But obviously, Seth's not there. Seth, Seth is coming via, you know, via satellite. And <laughs> the crazy thing here is that Seth is not like in a, you know, a, a traditional via satellite area. He's doing it from outside of Edge's home. <laughs> so not only is Seth in the area of Edge and Beth Phoenix's house, the man just walks right in. So it also kind of makes you wonder about the security because um, who doesn't lock their home nowadays? I mean, I get it. They live in the middle of nowhere. But still, guys, you got to lock your stuff up. So Seth walks around the house, goes in the kitchen, throws his jacket around, goes in the fridge, gets some, you know, some orange juice and apple. You know, he comments about the home, about the children's artwork and how they have their bags set up and then he finds like a den area and with a fireplace and pictures of the kids, the whole family. And he just kind of chills out sitting in one of the chairs, you know, by the fireplace. And it's just, <laughs> I love where this storyline is. Um, obviously I'm assuming this whole thing's going to come to a head, probably a crown jewel. Um, or maybe it won't, because if Seth hasn't been um, drafted yet, so he could find himself on Raw as well. So this may just be a continuation of their whole feud. So who knows? After that, we were supposed to have a match between Carmella and Liv Morgan. But before the match could start, uh, Liv tried to attack Carmella, but Carmella had some backup plans, gets out of the ring has her makeup artists come up and they put this strap on her. And when she turns around, it's like a bedazzled mask and dear Lord, this thing looked atrocious. <laughs> um, but Carmela then gave, went in the ring and took out live. So obviously the match didn't happen. Uh, so who knows what's going on? Neither one of those ladies have been drafted either. So we'll see what happens if this continues. I'm assuming it will, uh, but we'll go from there. We then had round three of the draft. SmackDown's first pick in the third round was selecting both Baron Corbin and Riddick Moss. 
Raw then took the women's tag team champions, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Uh, and SmackDown, with that first surprise, they selected the entire faction of Hit Row from NXT, drafting them over to SmackDown, and I think that is the correct move. I think this is a, a big opportunity. Swerve is definitely ready for the mainstream um and the others will continue to 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 develop and i think they'll do well um i know bfab has just started to do some wrestling uh on nxt television obviously i'm not sure if that's going to continue or maybe for the next few weeks but after that uh who knows if she'll be on smackdown wrestling or she'll go back to just being um a, a valet so we'll see i i don't know um i am excited for them to be there uh, i think they'll do great things um they definitely know how to reach an audience uh so i think on smackdown it'll be perfect uh, and then raw's last pick of this round and a little bit of a surprise i'm not gonna lie uh, i'm very happy about it though is keith bearcat lee this man has so much untapped potential that he deserves to be showcased. And I'm very happy that he's going to be able to do so. Um, but yeah, it's going to be good times. Once he starts getting the ball rolling, as long as he can stay healthy, it's going to be good. <clears throat> After that, we had an eight-man tag match as the Street Profits and the New Day took on the Alpha Academy and the Dirty Dogs. This was a fun match to watch uh, with the New Day and Street Profits picking up the win. Then we had our fourth and final round of the night. SmackDown drafting Naomi, much to the chagrin of Sonya Deville. Rey Mysterio and Dominic were drafted over to Raw. Jeff Hardy was drafted to SmackDown. And Raw taking from NXT as well, drafting Austin Theory of the Way. Austin's kind of been MIA lately uh, from NXT. I'm not sure um, of the reasoning, honestly, for that. But him coming over to Raw, hopefully he's be being able to be used properly. Because his character, obviously, in the way was very kind of absent-minded. I wonder if they're going to bring back like the evolved version of Austin Theory, where he was basically just a giant asshole, but he was super, <laughs> super talented in the ring. So we'll see. After that, we get a <laughs> um, an interview. Caleb Braxton was beginning to interview Jeff Hardy, uh, but Brock Lesnar walked up on that interview. Uh, Jeff basically just kind of walked away and uh kayla was shooed off by brock and brock let everybody know that he is a free agent and not in any talent pool and he could do whatever he wants thanks to his good friend paul Heyman. we then shift gears from that to the back into the tribal chiefs suite where Paul Heyman is already in tears, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, Roman clearly upset uh, with what Brock had just said. 
and asked Paul why the Usos weren't drafted to SmackDown tonight. Paul said, "That's fine. Uh, you know, they're in they're in the you know the raw talent pool. You know, uh, they'll be drafted. You know, on Monday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." So Roman very forcefully <laughs> told Paul that he needs to go to Raw on Monday and make sure that the Usos are drafted to SmackDown. He then sends Paul off and tells the Usos afterwards, make sure that he does his job, and if not, leave him for dead on Raw. So this could be this could be the end of that part of the bloodline. Um, I think it's a, still a very interesting whole story with with Heyman. Like he claims that he's completely on Roman's side, but is it a ploy? Is it real? I don't know. We'll see. Crown Jewel's coming. Should be interesting to see what happens. After that, we had our main event. It was uh, our WrestleMania rematch as Bianca Belair took on Sasha Banks. Uh, Becky Lynch wasted no time coming out to this uh, and uh, went on commentary. Uh, (laughs) She then kind of got involved towards the end as uh, Bianca was on the outside um, got a little too close to Becky. Becky, obviously, clearly not very happy with that. Went over, and as Bianca was getting back in the ring, Becky was able to pin down her hair, and Sasha was able to roll her up and get the pin. Uh, so, obviously, those ladies are, are at 1-1. Bianca clearly being sent over to Raw. We don't know what's going on with Sasha yet. We actually don't even know what's going on with Becky yet. Um, but to end the show, Charlotte Flair comes out with uh, a little bit of uh, statement making <laughs> a look to her eye, uh, taking out both Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to end the show. And then you have a belt off as both Charlotte and Becky hold up their respective titles. Becky clearly not in the ring. She's standing on top of the. Uh, commentary table, Charlotte in the ring with her Raw Women's Championship, and that's how the show goes off the air. Uh, so like I said, a good show uh, for the matches that they did have. I do love the draft. I'm interested to see how these wrestlers now in their new shows, how they're going to how they're going to be, you know, who they're going to feud with and et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am definitely looking forward to Raw to see the rest of the talent be drafted. What will happen with those extra people? The Will they have a, you know, like a, I can't think of the other, the other type of draft, like compensatory draft uh, that he did the last few years, uh, maybe on Raw Talk and who knows, but it'll be fun to see. Um, I fully expect there to be probably five to six rounds on Raw. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the night, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, we truly appreciate you guys uh, downloading uh, our, our episodes, listening to them, giving us the feedback that you do. Um, but if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Above the Ring. 
you can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast or basically every podcasting platform that is out there. Uh, if you are listening to one and we're not a part of it, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam from your day from above the ring. Guys, obviously, once again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And most importantly, please do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.